0: Oh, we're back welcome to today's episode of juicing the numbers i am your host joshua tracy and i am and today on this glorious day the day after the opening day of the mlb season we're recording this on friday march 29th corwin and i are here to give our bold predictions on what will happen this mlb season ain't that right you stupid son of a bitch
1: hell yeah
0: that was awful
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Alright, so we followed relatively the same format. Um, This episode, I hope, will be lots of bickering, because I think that's the most fun part about Bold Predictions. I'm so excited for this. Yeah, it's just vehemently disagreeing with everyone else's nonsense opinions that are based in almost nothing. (laughs) 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 That's all any Bold Prediction ever is. It's unfounded nonsense (laughs) meant to cause arguments.
1: God, I'm... Very much excited to yell in your face about
0: nothing. About absolutely things. nothing. Oh well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> about absolutely literally nothing. <laughs> I think Bye. I think it has value to show like what you look for in a season and like how you measure success and some small things, but in terms of actually meaning anything, yeah, it's pretty fucking pointless. <laughs> but it's fun.
1: Yeah. All right, let's fucking get into this because I'm pumped.
0: All right, did you open up mine? Do you want to start? Let's start with yours. Yours is first up. No,
1: stop. Don't read mine because we're doing the surprise predictions.
0: Oh, because we have a format, though.
1: Right, so, like, you know what my format is. Like, we know what the format is. We're just going to talk about what we each picked, and that way we can react to it, and you're not just reading it off the screen. Fair,
0: fair, fair, fair. All right. So do you want to start with AL MVP?
1: Yeah, let's do that. Cause all I think right. This will be by far the least bickering out of all of these picks. All
0: right, well, who do you got?
1: Oh fuck! Uh, I have the wonderful, beautiful, fantastic Michael Trout.
0: I thought this was a bold prediction thread. You're gonna give you're gonna give me well, the bold safest prediction. pick in the world.
1: My bold predictions are my bold predictions. My like awards were like genuine predictions.
0: Oh, no. My awards are bold predictions.
1: Okay. Okay. My bold prediction for MVP.
0: Well, hold on. Let me give um, mine. Let me right, give you, mine. You go
1: yours. I'll try and think of a bolder prediction.
0: My bold prediction for AL MVP is Matt Chapman, third baseman from the Oakland. You games. fucking prick. Why am I a prick?
1: Because that's what my bold prediction for AL no, MVP was. No, you could
0: check that fucking email I sent you. I know, had that but shit I'm just been saying, for
1: weeks. like. Literally 10 seconds before you said it, I was like, oh, it's definitely got to be Matt Chapman. All right, let's uh, see what uh, Josh uh, has. Uh, oh, I, got that,
0: why do you think I fucking cut you off? I knew you'd pick that shit because you're not as creative as me. Matt Chapman, book it.
1: All right, Well, wait till we get to our bold predictions because we'll talk about Matt Chapman again.
0: Uh, give me your National League MVP.
1: Aaron Nola.
0: Oh, that's an interesting one. That's a very interesting one. Okay. Okay. Uh, mine's not nearly as, I think, exciting as my Matt Chapman pick. Um, Paul Goldschmidt. I could see it. Yeah, it's not nearly as out there. I think Matt Chapman gets a lot of fun defensive plays, and, like, Mm -hmm. he's seen as a guy who's been kind of on the rise, and, and like, like a fringe MVP finalist, whereas Paul Goldschmidt finishes top five, like, all the fucking time. Um, and he's still in the NL, so it's not even like it's a huge change in that respect. But I still think, I still think, since he's never won it, and he just changed teams and like all this shit, that it's relatively a bold move.
1: I'm with you. So, Cy Young.
0: All right, give me, give me your, give me your AL.
1: I went with none other than Cleveland Indian Trevor Bauer.
0: Another safe pick.
1: Very safe, safe pick. pick. You know, I feel. He like, do you think he would have won it last I year if he I didn't break his leg? Sl- Absolutely. I think so too. What
0: were you gonna yeah. say though? What were you saying?
1: <laughs> I just feel like that's a lot of people's like, hey, like don't don't forget about J- Trevor Bauer. Like he's he could win the Cy Young this year, and it's everybody's like, oh, like post hype because he got hurt the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I'm actually a little bit surprised we haven't heard more from him. I think your pick is relatively safe, but also not unwarranted because right. the dude killed He's it not last getting year. The hype he
1: deserves.
0: I I think you're right. I don't think he is getting the hype he deserves. The dude's fucking phenomenal, especially because conversations about the Indians recently have seemingly been more about like rid their wallets than it has been mm-hmm. about the talent they still have on that team. Uh, I went with James Paxton on the Yankees for my AL Cy Young. Be- it's a bold okay. pick. The man, I think how many seasons does he have of actually qualifying for an ERA title cuz it's not a lot.
1: Um I don't think so. I don't think he's ever had 30 starts or I don't think he's ever pitched like 180 innings before.
0: I'm going to say definitely not 180. I'm not sure he's pitched over 130 honestly. Um he's pitched so In 2015, he pitched 67 innings. In 2016, he pitched 121 innings. 2017, 136 innings. 2018, 160 innings. So he's been going up every season. He's now on a very analytics-heavy team, which has helped a lot of pitchers. And uh, he's big, he's left-handed, he's Canadian, and he plays in pinstripes. What more do you need?
1: Like, I definitely am not doubting his talent. Because I think he could—I think he's almost Aaron Nola tier, just below Aaron Nola in terms of, like, physical talent. I think it's just health for him. Like, if he's healthy and pitches over 200 innings, I think he locks up, you know, top five Cy young voting.
0: I think it also helps that he's now on a team with CC Sabathia and Jay Happ, two other left-handed pitchers that he can get a lot of knowledge from. And this off-season, the Yankees made a hire for special assistant of Andy Pettit, whom he had dinner with the other day. So he's got a lot of he's got a lot of left-handed. <laughs> he had
1: dinner with Andy Pettit. He's gonna win the Cy Young. It's all, just I'm that saying,
0: all I'm saying is that when Gary Sanchez had dinner with with, with with Alex Rodriguez a few years ago, he went on a huge tear and, like, damn near won team MVP. So having, back, having like dinner. Well, he he had two different surgeries in the offseason. He was clearly hurt. Uh, I will die on the Gary Sanchez hill. But, yeah, right, J- right. James we'll, Paxton. we getting there, too. A.L. Young. make an
1: appearance in my predictions. Right, give me your NL, Sao Young. Well, if the MVP is going to be Aaron Nola, I feel like the Cy Young Award winner should be Aaron Nola. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how
0: you would win one and not the other. Uh, at least in that in that order anyway. How you'd win MVP as a pitcher and not Cy Young. So um, I did these, Unless like, Aaron Nola came out of nowhere and batted 400 for the season, like maybe if fantastic. he I think that's the only way a pitcher could win like MVP and not Sa so Young, like he got a home run in like all of his games,
1: <laughs> or it could be like Max Scherzer and start stealing bases.
0: Like for real, I think that would be the only way.
1: See, so, uh, yeah, I see. Well, it. there's the prospect Brandon McKay, who is um, he was a college pitcher and first baseman, so we may see it. Uh,
0: did you see that Michael Lorenzen of the Reds played center field yesterday?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah, happening,
0: yeah. man. Move over, Shohei so Otani. To, You're fucking old just news.
1: <laughs> just to finish on this. So I made these predictions like three weeks ago, um, like right at the start of spring training. And after watching Max Scherzer last night, I genuinely wanted to change it to him. Just because of I forget when I don't watch Max Scherzer how fucking dominant he is. Dude's just money. Angry, angry money. I love him. Yeah. Uh, Move on to Rookie of the Year.
0: Oh, hold on. I didn't get my prediction yet.
1: All right. I forgot because your opinions don't matter.
0: Are you ready for my bold, very, very <sighs> bold NL Cy Young uh, uh, prediction here?
1: Let me, in my mind, try and think of who it is.
0: You're never going to go ahead. It. Go Jameson Tyone. I love you. I knew you'd like there's this. no way. I think there's a way. I think there's a way. It's a pitcher-friendly park. He showed great stuff last season on a really shitty Pirates team. Yeah. I think he could be trending up. I'm not saying I he's going to, but I'm saying there's a world up. where he there's wins.
1: There's so many better pitchers in the NL. I just don't I think playing for the Pirates, he's going to be able to compete. I, don't, I like, think he's got he's a gonna, shot. I think he's going to suffer from the... Second guessing like Jacob DeGrom had last year playing for such a bad team, but I don't think he's going to come close to the kind of numbers he put up last year to kind of overcome that.
0: I think DeGrom set an interesting precedent that is very recent. And like, I think Tyone could go like 9 and 12, but post a good ERA, a good um, strikeout to walk ratio, good strikeout numbers, all that shit, and still win with only because DeGrom set. A really important precedent last season in terms of wins not really mattering so much but regardless I like Tyone which is why I picked him and there's really no other basis to this other than I think he's good and could be better this season
1: uh, if you predict a J-Mo Tyone Cy Young and you're right I'll kiss you
0: <laughs> I hope you do so anyway alright give me what you got for rookie of the year
1: in the AL Big boy Vlad Guerrero Jr. I think he comes up, and we'll talk about him later on in my bold predictions. But I think he's going to come up and absolutely dad dick the league.
0: These are so safe. These are so safe. I mean, Jesus. I told man. you from the start, Lock yourself these in predictions
1: the safe were not wild. Room. The bold predictions get bolder.
0: My, my, my rookie of the years are very nondescript and very out there. Uh, so for my rookie of the year winner, I wrote, just wrote down unheard of angels prospect, (laughs) just, just some dude you ain't never heard of before going to get called up by the angels in like, like may and just tear it up and then go win rookie. Just fuck around and win rookie of the year.
1: All right, let's look at the Angels' top 30 prospects <laughs> and figure out who the fuck... Sorry, so there's Joe Adele, who is a top... Uh, I think he's a top 8, top 10 prospect overall. But he's hurt right now, and I don't think he's going to come up until like September. Uh, Griffin Canning, I think, actually made the team.
0: I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they have no pitching. Joe Adele, I heard, is really close. Maybe it was Brandon Marsh. It was one of the outfield prospects is really close. And if Cole Calhoun struggles again this season, motherfucker's gone. So, like, why the fuck not, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just Especially looked if up. In, Kenny is not in the MLB yet. He's just got sent down. But I could absolutely see someone like Adele coming up and just, you know. Producer
0: Why not? I mean, the division's pitching isn't fucking shit outside of the Astros. I mean the Oakland a's have a decent bullpen, but their starting rotation sucks. The Texas Rangers starting rotations a fucking and bullpen is a fucking laughing stock outside of their closer um, Mariners pitching has somehow been decent so far, but I don't trust that shit in the slightest. <laughs> So, like, what do they have to really even go up against in terms of Angels batting? So, I could totally see some random-ass dude getting called up because the Angels need a guy and just winning a spot, fucking around, winning Rookie of the Year. That's my prediction.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, you definitely went bold. How about Just wait till you NL? hear
0: my NL. Well, give me your NL. All
1: right. So, again, I did these three weeks ago when I thought this guy wasn't going to be playing for, you know, Six, eight months, whatever it is. But I had Fernando Tatis Jr., who is now going to be starting, well, who has started for the Padres and is looking to be much more of a lock of a pick than it is a bold prediction.
0: I just wrote down random Atlanta prospect.
1: <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Some that's dude a from that. Good... St-
0: Stacked farm system is just going to come up. Tatis is going to get some weird freak injury no one's going to be concerned about, but he'll miss like a month. And this dude is just going to fucking swoop in Miguel and Duhar style. Like like, exactly what happened between Gleyber Torres and Miguel and Duhar. Everyone knew Gleyber Torres, but he got hurt, missed a month, and Duhar came up earlier, fucked around, finished in second behind Otani. I think that shit's going to happen with Atlanta. They're going to call some random dude up and maybe another pitcher, maybe a position player when Donaldson ultimately dies, and, and he's just going to end up being the shit.
1: If I had to guess, I would say it's either going to be Kyle Wright or Kristen Posh P A I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm not Spanish. But, again, that's fucking pretty damn bold. Eh, just like, why not, bold, you know? It's still pretty bold. Yeah. Who, won,
0: who won Rookie of the Year in the National League last season? Was it Acuna?
1: Atani. No, that's AL. Um,
0: it was Acuna, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, sure. I think so, too.
0: All right, anyway, who do you got for comeback player of the
1: year? So I originally had Gary Sanchez until I looked a little deeper and was like, well, he pretty much played, like, a significant portion of the year, so fuck that guy. So I went with Byron Buxton.
0: But Byron Buxton only missed time because the twins sent him down.
1: Uh he got hurt, too they said he got hurt <laughs> well that's Gary the Sanchez I've even had two DL stints yes Byron Buxton had one it just happened to be really 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 long
0: all right all right mine's significantly stupider
1: Oh, jesus christ
0: uh chris crush davis <laughs> the, he Bald- did really well last year Baltimore Orioles Chris oh. Davis. Yeah, Crush oh. Davis is is Baltimore Orioles Chris Davis. Yeah, yeah. I was see both. The thing is, he did so fucking bad last year. He oh, could hit two fifty with an OPS plus of like one oh five, and it'd be so insurmountably better than how he hit last year. He might. He hit sub two hundred. He hit sub one seventy. Like yeah. I think his batting average was like one sixty-eight or some shit. It was fucking bad. Right, so like First if ball. he hit uh, if he days. hit two fifty, his batting average is almost a full one hundred points higher. If that doesn't win you comeback <laughs> player of the year, I just don't know what does.
1: He bat one sixty eight, two forty three, two ninety six. Ugh. That's, God, that's so, so bad. bad. I know. Slugging 296.
0: So I'm say, imagine, imagine Corbin. Imagine if he goes from a 268 batting average to a uh. 250 batting average. That might be one of the biggest jumps in MLB history. It's almost 900 points of batting average added in a season. And that would be just to get him to fucking average.
1: He had over twice as many strikeouts as he had hits. He did not do... And double digits.
0: Unfortunately, I just watched him play the Yankees yesterday, and he had three strikeouts, like, in a row. And that was after I made this prediction, and I was just like, this isn't going to age well at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, he finished third in MVP voting one year. He
0: awesome. was really good once.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ.
0: And now Comeback Player of the Year?
1: So this one I thought was significantly uh, harder in, than the AL just because of there's like three really good candidates, whereas in the AL there's just like none. So I put Josh Donaldson because I think he's going to kill it this year. But I also thought about Corey Seager and Madison Bumgarner.
0: Corey Seager was my pick, actually. Gotcha. Yeah, I
1: was torn between those two for a little while. I
0: think Corey Seager because he like he had such a powerful rookie campaign, like burst on the scene, um, and then just got fucked in the ass with that injury. Yeah. Like, and he's such a like a likable dude, and he's young, and everyone wants to give awards to the young dude. Like, I think if he plays the full season and has an unremarkable season. Um, Not bad, but just like a season, I think he'll win it. And he already has a home run. Yeah, already. So aging well.
1: You want to move on to manager of the year?
0: Oh, don't you know it. All
1: right. I thought these at the time, I thought these were going to be a little more bold than they actually turned out to be. But I went with Kevin Cash in the AL of the Tampa Bay Rays.
0: I, I think last year was Cash's year, which I'm saying partially out of conviction and partially out of hope because I don't want to deal with that again this year. It was really scary. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I really think that the voting bodies for manager of the year fucked it up last year. Not that Bob Melvin's a bad choice. Because what he did with Mm -hmm. the A's is also impressive, but the ingenuity of Cash, I think, is more impressive. And I'm not sure it's going to be looked upon as so ingenious in the second season, given that more teams are doing what he kind of got started. Not to say it's a bad choice, because I think he's fucking brilliant. Um, Mm -hmm. Only, yeah, just that, really. So I picked Aaron Boone of the Yankees only because surprisingly, well, I thought about it and it's either going to be another one of these stats dudes, or it's going to be the guy who wins all the fucking games. And I think the Yankees are going to win a bunch of fucking games. And I think you're going Mm -hmm. to get a bunch of fuddy duddies from last season. Like we voted for the stats guy and, and that was enough. Unless the Rays go insane and win like 95 games, like something crazy, like they bump the Red Sox out of the wild card one spot, like something Mm -hmm. really fucking insane, I think they'll go back to form and give it to the dude who just wins a fuck ton. And I think that's going to be Aaron
1: Boone. Fair enough. I mean, the Yankees definitely aren't going to win very much a lot of games.
0: I hope so. (laughs) Ah,
1: That fucking smirk that just came over your face when I said that. was fucking bullshit. Oh, I like it, baby. (laughs) For the NL, you'll like this one. I went with Andy Green of the San Diego Dads.
0: Okay. Okay. I do like that one. I like that one a lot. I
1: think think because they're going to surprise a lot of people this year and do very well, I think they're going to be like, this guy fucking brought the padres out of the absolute basement let's fucking give it to that guy
0: i think you'll like mine as well
1: oh god what's what's that i think i i think i know who it is already
0: all right who do you think it is give me your guess as to who i picked
1: i think you're gonna give it to the pirates manager no okay
0: bruce Bochy.
1: (laughs) that'd be nice
0: that would be, and that's what that's kind of what I think that if the Giants can put together a mediocre season, everyone's gonna just be like, "Well, that roster was really bad, you know." <laughs> but like, he's such a great man, and he's retiring at the end of the season, and yeah. like, it's just gonna, you know, like the crusty old dudes love him, uh, the players love him. He's been in baseball yeah, for like, like a send
1: off, yeah. yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. So, it's kind of just like a, a sentimentality award, really, here.
1: I mean, as much as I'd love for it to go to Clint Hurdle, I think giving it to Bocce would be great. Bochi. I don't know how to th- pronounce it.
0: I think it's Bochi, but I also feel like I mispronounce most names in baseball. <laughs> so... <laughs> Like oh, I just learned how to pronounce someone else's name today. I've been saying wrong for years. Who the fuck was it? I heard someone who like knew the guy say it, and I'm like, I definitely haven't been saying that, like for sure. Connor Sherry. No, um, you know who it was? It was um Herman Marquez. Apparently, oh, it's really? not pronounced Herman. It's Hermane, or some shit like that.
1: Main.
0: Yeah. What? Like Herr-Maine? close? It, like like it was closer to Germain than it was like. Her, yeah, it was something like that, and I was like, "Fuck, seriously? I got
1: this shit wrong too." And, and well, I mean, I I was calling uh, Domingo German, Domingo or Dominico German for a while until I talked to you about him,
0: and and when you realize he's Hispanic,
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, Dominico German.
0: Real quick though, just just because I love Bruce Bochy, and are you aware of his gigantic head?
1: Yeah. I am. That's pretty fucking cool.
0: One of my favorite facts is that his batting helmet was so... He has like an eight and a quarter inch size head. It's Wild. fucking huge. And apparently when he switched teams... Um, oh, where did he go from? I'm going to look it up real quick. Because I think it was like the Expos to the, to the Padres.
1: I think he did go to the Padres.
0: I want to say I want to say it was it was something like coast to coast like that. Let me just check: Padres to Giants, Padres to Giants. So when he switched from the Padres to the Giants, he had to bring his helmet with them, and they just repainted it uh, Giants colors because they just couldn't find helmets that big. <laughs> His just, head's just fucking so fucking large. So he was wearing his San Diego Padres batting helmet his entire career.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm. Oh, actually, let's do World Series first.
0: Oh, who'd you pick?
1: The Yankees. Oh
0: yeah, you did, baby. Yeah, you did. Um, I love it so much, and I think you're right. Uh which is and I figured you probably do this, which is why to be different I picked the Houston Astros. Mm.
1: Although I, mean, I, I grow less confident in the World Series, but you know.
0: They can't play each other in the World Series there, bud.
1: Oh man, I'm so good at just everything. Uh it's the best. <laughs>
0: I grow worried about the Houston Astros every day, though, because I'm not convinced Carlos Correa is healthy. I'm worried about Jose Altuve's legs, mm-hmm. and their pitching still concerns me. But at the same time, I their farm their system's still will good. Be
1: fine. I think they're gonna really come together well at the end of the year. Like I think Whitley think- Whitley's gonna come in and be really, really good super early. I think Josh James is gonna be able to stay healthy and be really good at the end of the year. And I mean, Garrett Cole and, uh, Justin Verlander. I mean, they're going to be fantastic this year. So I'm not worried about their pitching as much as I am. I'm healthy worried a little areas. bit
0: about their pitching, um, only in the back half and the early stages mm-hmm. of their bullpen. Not That's enough true. to be like overly concerned, but just, you know, like little side note concern. Um, I think how they use their players with injury history this season is going to be especially important to their mm. late-season success. But that's it's going to be interesting because they can afford to probably lose games early in the season because I just don't have confidence in the rest of the AL West. Their competition is strictly going to be the A's, if they can put it all together again— the Angels, that they can put it all together for the first fucking time. And then who knows, maybe the Mariners who are undefeated through three games? But I doubt it. And the Rangers aren't really yeah. relevant. Yeah. So they could probably afford to lose games by resting some of their star players like Correa and Altuve. But it's going to be interesting to see their usage relative to their injured players. But they're a really fucking good team, which is why I picked I them. Just,
1: yeah, I just think they're so deep everywhere but relief pitcher that they're going to end up being fine.
0: I'm. Well, I'd be worried if Altuve went down because I don't know who their backup second baseman is now that Marvin Gonzalez is gone. And I'd be especially concerned if Altuve and Correa had to serve a DL stint at the same time, which mm-hmm. happened last season, right? I'm not making that up. That definitely uh, happened.
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Towards the end so, of the year
0: and i don't remember who took over their spot i no Bregman moved over to short i don't i i don't think remember Bregman
1: moved to short i think they had marwin at third and then fucked around with like a couple guys at second base i don't again, that
0: sounds don't right enough to back. me yeah. um so i that's where my concern lies but at the same time aj hinch is a really fucking good manager mm-hmm. and i trust him to figure out how to keep his players from dying <laughs>
1: yeah also i, mean, I think george
0: springer is going to have a big fucking season this year
1: i hope so i miss badass george springer
0: yeah because he he didn't have a bad season last year by any means but he didn't have a great season it was a great i uh, want him to have a great season Yeah, i agree but uh i like your prediction a lot
1: <sighs> go fuck yourself
0: i <laughs> i right, will are
1: you, are you ready to move on to bold predictions
0: they better be bold, Corwin.
1: All right. I got evidence, too. I got evidence to back this shit up. So No, evidence
0: doesn't sound bold. Evidence sounds safe. I don't want numbers. I want gut reactions and weird tingly feelings coming from your balls.
1: Uh, All right. You want to start or do you want me to?
0: Uh, you've been starting. Let's keep you starting.
1: All right. I think for bold prediction number one, that the Philadelphia Phillies will score more runs than the New York Yankees on their way to winning over 95 games. Now, you might think, well, you know, they just added Bryce Harper. They got a good offense. That's not that bold. But, my young friends, you have to remember that the Yankees finished second last year with 851 runs. Meanwhile, the Philadelphia Phillies, whose only major offensive addition was Bryce Harper and possibly Gene Segura finished a lowly JT Realmuto 22nd. I don't think that's a huge, huge, huge upgrade offensively over Jorge Alfaro.
0: I think it's a pretty big, I think it's anyway, continue
1: regardless. They finished a lowly 22nd with only 677. So that's a very large jump up, seeing as the New York Yankees are likely to finish first overall. So I predict the Phillies will be the number one offense, score more than the Yankees, and win 95 games. I'm
0: going gonna, I'm gonna to give you shit for your opinion. I want you to give me shit for my opinion. Sound fair? Of course. Um, this will...
1: will be telling you to go fuck yourself the whole time.
0: This will not happen because I think the NL East might have the best pitching in baseball. And that's a bold fucking claim to say that they're going to score. So you, let's see. I have it up here. The Yankees scored 851 runs to the Philadelphia Phillies, 677. So it's a bold prediction in a division that had the top all three of the top three young uh, finishers to score an additional 180 runs. <laughs> So that, my friend, is bold. I'll Do hand it to you. Fuck yourself. That is bold. That is very bold. Uh, are you ready for my first one? I am. My first one is not very bold <laughs> at damn it. all. Uh, the Yankees will break the home run record they set last season.
1: Go you fuck yourself.
0: Yeah, it's not bold at all. They'll have a full season of Aaron Judge and Luke Voigt, and this is not a hot take in the slightest. I
1: think the big reason why that wouldn't happen is I think that Miguel Andujar, Gleyber Torres are going to regress back from the monster offensive and power seasons they had last year. And I think that the additions of contact hitters, Troy Tulowitzki and... Um, DJ LeMayhew is gonna draw back from their playing time and the ability to hit dingers, so I don't think they break that record.
0: To be fair, I've had those exact same
1: to thoughts. Be to be fair, to be fair, uh,
0: Yeah, I've had those exact same concerns. <laughs> All right, give me your next. Bull- How many do you have? I've have, I, I've made ten to make I it even. I have ten. All right, cool. I have
1: ten, yes, okay. Uh, number two. I think that Vlad Guerrero Jr. comes to the MLB in an early May call-up, which may be affected by his injury now. But I'm standing by early May and saying that he becomes a top-five position player by the end of the year. I think Top-five in Trout all of MLB? In position players, all it, of MLB. It, I think uh, it goes Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, Arenado... Francisco Lindor, and Vlad Guerrero Jr.
0: You think Vlad Guerrero Jr. has a better season than Giancarlo Stanton or Aaron Judge? Yes. And Aaron Judge? No. Yes, I do.
1: Based, I think they're going to have better numbers at the end of the year just because they played a full season, but I think on a per-game and playing-time basis, I think Vlad is going to end up being better.
0: That is such a bold, especially in the AL East, man. That is a bold Mm.
1: prediction. Mm, suck my dick.
0: Especially since you just said that you think per <laughs> game. But Lindor's missing like six weeks of the season and you put him in your list.
1: Well, I'm saying... This is like all talent- nonsense. All right, I'm saying the list is going to be talent-wise, but I'm saying the numbers compared to Judge and Stanton are going to be better on a per game. But I think overall they're still going to think Flats better than all those fucks.
0: This is, this, is, this is just sheer nonsense now. We've devolved into madness. Speaking you of which, are you ready for my next one? gave me so much shit for my about my one?
1: lack of bold predictions in the prediction column. And now you're on my dick about it. All Don't right, you
0: understand ahead. that I want it the way I ha- get it and that nothing's going to stop that? Well, get yeah, ready for my prediction. It's not I'm a, ready. It's not a great one.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Baltimore shows the biggest improvement by record. <laughs> they don't have much farther down to go. The only I way think, is up.
1: <laughs> I think I need to skip down for my skip through a couple of my predictions because my number six prediction is the Orioles somehow win less than forty seven games.
0: Well see, here's my rationale. It's it's think, it's yep. the same rationale as Chris Davis winning comeback player of the it year. Can't be worse literally like imagine this imagine they win 57 (laughs) games 57 games is still a bad fucking year you know that's still you're still gonna lose 105 (laughs) games but that's 10 more wins what other team is gonna get 10 additional wins this season the yankees might have a great season they're not gonna win 110 games the red sox (laughs) aren't gonna win 118 games the rays aren't gonna win 100 games the, it's the, be- the 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 Orioles could win sixty-seven games this season, which is still a bad fucking year by all accounts, and that's twenty more wins. Like, let's—they literally have nowhere to go but up.
1: It's because their team got so much worse this year than it was last year. So much worse. Their team I mean, is yeah. goddamn <laughs> awful. They have nothing. They lost Manny Machado. They lost their best pitcher and Kevin They didn't Gelsman, lose him. They people. knew where they went. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not on their team. They lost Jonathan Shoop or Schnoop or scope. whatever the fuck scope. I knew it was not the way I normally say it. They lost all of their best players and all they have left is none other than uh motherfucking Trey Mancini. Hey, hey, they
0: also Mantini. got Cedric Mullins. Don't sleep on sound. Oh, my man Cedric. Cedric Mullins, Mullins
1: of all people. Uh
0: and Jonathan VR, I think, is going to have a good year. but yeah. I
1: don't think he does. I think they have an awful year, and I think they win less than 47 games.
0: Well, 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 you'll say it again later when you get to that one. Unless you want to just make that your next bold prediction.
1: Uh, Since you mentioned it already. I, I was kind of just grouping it in on this one and just getting it done early.
0: I just can't predict a the team's no going to win less than uh, than than fifty games. Like I know it happens, but it's just so tough to say it. With with their with, with fucking authority.
1: starting lineup was Jesus Sucre, Chris so, Davis. Jesus! It's Hey, Jesus! Hey Su- Su- you're right. I did Act say like Jesus. Act like there's
0: Hispanic people in the world.
1: <laughs> Jonathan Villar, Richie VR. Martin.
0: Act like you know that how Spanish names are pronounced. Like a little bit. Well,
1: I don't. Jesus Sucre, Chris Davis, Jonathan Villar, Richie Martin, Rio Ruiz, Dwight Smith Jr., Cedric Mullins, Joey Ricard, and Trey Mancini. That is a dog shit quadruple A team.
0: Yo, Joey Ricard's gonna have a bomb ass year. Trey Mancini is gonna look even grumpier than usual. Like this is gonna be an amazing season for them.
1: Uh, ever seen Trey Mancini play opening baseball? He's The opening day starting pitcher ever was seen. Andrew Kashner, who has a 13 and a half ERA.
0: Hey, his ERA is better than Chris Sales right now. Yeah, well. Better watch your tongue.
1: It's ridiculous. They're going to be so fucking awful.
0: All right, so we're going to call that your third bull prediction. Yes. Ready for my number three. You're going to hate it.
1: Uh, I don't want to, but yes.
0: No. Cleveland Indians pitcher will finish top five in Cy Young voting.
1: You son of a bitch. I know it. I My honest-to-God fourth prediction was along the lines of the Cleveland Indians <laughs> pitchers. God damn it. All right, you finish your explanations, then I'll go into mine.
0: I really don't have anything for this. They've just been doing it so much. I figure why not. Uh, the Twins got better, like, notably... Um the wait, wait, White wait. Sox can
1: you, can, can you actually reread it cuz I all I heard was Cleveland Indians bad.
0: The no That's Indians pitcher it. will finish top 5 in Cy Young voting.
1: Okay. Go yeah. fuck yourself.
0: So they used still to finish top 10, <laughs> but the Indians got better. I do think, though, the White Sox had a disappointing offseason. They're still better this – they're going to be better this season than they were last season. Yoan Moncada having another full season. Avisel Garcia having another year. Um, Eloy Jimenez coming up I think is going to be fun for them. Uh, I, I think that there will be enough additional talent. I think that the Royals could be an interesting team, though not necessarily a good one. Um. And who's the fifth team I'm forgetting in that division? Oh, the Tigers. They suck. It doesn't well no full season yeah, of full season of Miggy. They're gonna have Nick Castellanos for a while. Uh, they got that other guy. Uh, <laughs> I I I think there's enough additional talent in both the hitting in the AL Central, which is still not good. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you it's good. And, and enough additional talent in AL pitching that it could push uh, Bauer and Kluber out of the top five as a guess. Because, like, why not? Like, really, why not? Give me, give me, what was yours, big guy?
1: Why? Because I think all five Cleveland Indians starting pitchers will finish with over 200 strikeouts.
0: All five?
1: All five are going to finish with over 200 strikeouts.
0: Oh, my goodness, my friend. That is, that is,
1: that is, wow. Did you
0: go to the Sun
1: for that take? So, already last year, this isn't even that bold. Last year, four of the starting five finished with over 200 strikeouts. And that's just because Shane Bieber didn't get called up in time and only had 118 good for fifth best on the team. But... His career minor league strikeout per nine is, like, just at nine. So he's going to fucking bring those numbers up and dog dick the league, just like Vlad Guerrero. And the Cleveland Indians are going to have five pitchers with over 200 strikeouts.
0: That's bold. I'll hand it to you. And they're
1: going to win the Cy Young with Trevor Bauer.
0: That's very bold. Give me your next one. Already? Yeah, why not?
1: Okay, that means yours is going to be really wild. Uh, You're actually going to like this one.
0: Mine is interesting, so continue. (laughs) Okay.
1: I think the Yankees' bullpen will have a cumulative sub 2.5 ERA. Ooh, that'd be nice. Do you know what their ERA was last season? I do, because I brought information to this. So, the Yankees led the league in ERA for just the bullpen last year with a 3.38. And I think they're going to bring it down to a sub 2.5.
0: I'd love that. I bet half the reason it's that high is because of fucking Chase and Shreve and AJ What's-His-Face. Mm-hmm. Those two sons. I still can't believe, just as a side note, that Chase and Shreve got, I think, DFA'd by the Cardinals, whereas Luke Voigt just bat fourth for the Yankees on opening day. If that's not a lopsided trade. I. And then not only did they give us Luke Voigt, they gave us money, too. They gave us our clean-up hitter opening day, and money for Chase and Shreve. That's just such a win of a trade for us Yankees. I'll tell you what.
1: So let's see. Let's pull up Araldness, Chapman, Zach Britton. How would you Ellen say that, Dutances. name? Francis. What's Chapman?
0: Oh, okay, I thought there was an N in there that didn't belong.
1: Araldness. Yeah. All right, let's see. Who else? Uh, I'll take out David Robertson. Oh, yeah. I'm forgetting. Who's. So it's going to be Aroldis Chapman, Britton, Patancis.
0: Stephen Tarpley is our left-hander now. Um, Adam Ottavino is now in there. Right. Um, Luis Sess is up right now, but that's just because Patancis is hurt. I doubt Sess sees any real innings. Uh, okay, Chad much. Green is there.
1: All right. Chapman, Green, Patantis, Britain. Last year had ERAs of 2.45, 2.5, 2.7, 2.88, while Ottavino had a 2.43. And I think they're all going to lower their ERAs, and I think cumulatively, I think that's enough to hold up the rest of the bullpen, and they finish with sub 2.5.
0: Oh, God, that gets me so hard. I love having a good bullpen. The Yankees have had a good oh, bullpen yeah. my whole life. I love oh, having I'm a good so bullpen. Hard, man. All right, are you ready for my my next bold one?
1: Uh, honestly, probably not. But hit me with it.
0: Eric Hosmer gets traded oh, to a contender. Jesus.
1: You have found a way to have your predictions be exactly for the same teams that I have it almost immediately after.
0: Uh, well, I'm gonna ask you yours in a second because now right, I'm right, really right. curious. Uh, yeah, I think. Why? I just don't think that the dads are gonna be competitive this season. For no, let me let me let me reiterate. <laughs> Excuse me. Please do not laugh during
1: my hot takes. No, because my hot takes gonna be so much better now. I don't think that but they're go gonna on. be. Go ahead. I don't think that
0: they're gonna be competing for a wild card or for the division. They might be able to sneak a wild card. But well, I think that there will be some team that needs a bat enough that they'll give an offer to the Padres that they think is going to be con- – like. I don't think Hosmer is going to be a big piece of their competition and they'll be okay with moving him because there's going to be a team out there that needs a first baseman who can hit. Oh, now, All this laughter has got me so curious. Just tell me what yours is. <laughs>
1: The Padres look like a contending team in August, but only missed the playoffs due to early season struggles.
0: Oh, no, that's not far off from what I'm saying at all.
1: I because think it is. I think they're still going to be look at that and say, hey, look, we're a contending team. We just need Hosmer to keep it up for like one or two more years and we're good to go. Then, but that's what I'm saying. is I don't think Hosmer is going to be
0: important to them moving forward, especially because they have the Machado contract on the books and they have a, a different guy they can build around. I think if you asked people we last have, they season... They don't have
1: anybody at first base, though.
0: No, that, but that's what I'm saying. I'm well, saying, saying Hosmer is not going to be a part of their future success and he's not going to matter to them.
1: Hmm.
0: I think that they could get a prospect back in a trade for him or other trades they might make during the course of the season leading up to the trade deadline, that would be advantageous for them to move um, Hosmer's contract to a team that has even worse first-base production and kind of yield a net benefit for both sides.
1: I mean, Hosmer's not that old, though. He's still in his 20s. He doesn't turn 30 until mid-October. I think he still has enough quote-unquote youth in him to, you know hold on throughout their initial rebuild. again I'm not saying this is mostly about
0: Hosmer I think it's going to be a combination of three things the Padres not going to make the postseason Hosmer see, being seen as not a part of their long-term future and three them getting a damn good trade offer that's what mm. I think it's going to be about So I I also don't think, because I think Hosmer's not bad. I do not think he's a bad player at all. I think he might be marginally overpaid, but I do not think he's a bad player. I just think that the Padgers are going to think to themselves, first base ain't shit. (laughs) This is a lot of money. We're going to go big in the offseason again, maybe get a starting pitcher or some shit, you know? Like, this trade's real fucking good. I don't know. I could see it. That's all I'm saying. I could see it. Give me your next
1: one. Fair enough. Well, I'm, you know, I just want to say I think that with Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis, when Luis Urias gets called up, with Eric Cosmer, Francisco Maia, Will Myers, Manuel Margot, and then Hunter Renfro, Fran Reyes in the outfield, I think they're genuinely going to look like a competing team. Not just like. A team that could scratch out a playoff spot. I think they're going to look like genuine contenders by the end of the year.
0: I still think their starting pitching and bullpen are both just
1: atrocious. I think Lucchesi Lauer, Paddock. Oh, that and was Strong the name. It's not Lucchesi. St- a...
0: It's pronounced Lu-
1: it? Lucchesi. That's not a huge surprise. Oh, that's, that that shook me
0: so much. I was shocked.
1: Regardless, I think they all take a step forward. And do real well this year.
0: Anyway, give me your next pick.
1: All right, moving on. Uh, Let's see, the Padres. So now we have Sohai Otani records. There's an
0: H in there. It's Shohei.
1: Shohei, Shohei, whatever. Shohei Otani records over 30 home runs and leads the league in OPS. Uh, this is probably pretty fair because he's a platoon DH,
0: so he gets protected against left-handed pitching. Um, I mean, it's still pretty bold, but it's not unreasonable.
1: Still, though, not coming back until like mid-May and still recording thirty home runs and leading the league in OPS.
0: Yeah, well, I mean that again. It seems fair, leading the league in OPS okay. isn't isn't okay. an accumulation deal. It you know it's it's just. What you do in the the plate appearances you get, you know you could have i uh, i don't know, i don't know if he's going to have enough plate appearances to be a qualified hitter because he'll be missing time but uh i could i could see it it's really it's a, the All that's right, the thing. the under is, uh, little bolder. under di- i don't think that's i think this is an underdiscussed part of of how the angels deploy Uta- otani is that he is a platoon d h he only starts in DH position against uh right-handed pitching. Whereas they put, whereas they put Albert Pujols in as the DH against left-handed pitchers to protect Otani. That could change this season. Um, since I'm assuming that eventually they'll have to prep for having no more Albert Pujols on the team. And maybe they'll want Otani to be more of the full-time DH. But if you have a left-handed hitter only going up against right-handed pitching. Yeah, sure. Why not? That makes sense.
1: Well, last year he finished with 326 at-bats, 22 home runs, and a 925 OPS with an OPS plus of 152. Yeah. That makes sense. Fair enough.
0: There's a reason it's a bigger deal when a right-handed hitter gets a batting title than it is when a left-handed hitter gets a batting title. Left-handed hitters getting batting titles ain't shit. Anyway... That ties in nicely to to, to my next one. Uh, Juan Soto hits fewer than 30 home runs.
1: Bite your tongue.
0: I will not. I
1: have you've been reading into his fly ball per home run or home run per fly ball rate? Again,
0: I did not prepare for this. <laughs> <laughs> These are just scaldingly hot takes. Uh, no, I think a sophomore slump isn't uncommon for any given player. Especially one that competes in a division that's as difficult as the uh NL East is gonna be this season. Uh thirty home runs is a lot. I think people take that for granted. Thirty home runs is a fuck ton. And yes, it is. one single injury could bump him out of that. Aaron Judge didn't hit thirty home runs last season because he missed almost a month of this se- over a month of the season with an injury. A very stupid, bizarre hit by pitch injury. So it's not like a thirty home runs is any kind of given and i think that people act like it is these days so fuck it i think between sophomore struggles a tough division and the always possible um possibility of an injury juan Soto will hit fewer than 27 home uh, fewer than 30 home runs
1: he didn't even have 30 home runs last year
0: yeah but he didn't get called up until later in the year last year got called up in what june i think it was
1: I don't think it was that late, but, I mean, he only hit 22.
0: How many play appearances did he have?
1: Uh, over 400.
0: So not enough to be a qualified hitter.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to see if they list when he was called up.
0: I thought he was called up in um, June. Uh,
1: Juan Soto was called up. May nineteenth.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: Decent yeah. amount of the season.
0: That's my bold prediction. Fair enough. Oh, I missed a month and a half. That's a big deal.
1: Yeah, yeah not terrible. Uh, should I move on to my number eight?
0: Yeah, go right ahead. How NBA are you on you eight? So I'm only on. I'm only going to say my next one will be my
1: sixth. Because you kept telling me to go. Oh, then
0: I'll catch up. <laughs> Okay. Should I go again, or do you want to go? Yeah,
1: you should go again.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. Despite all of their additions, Pittsburgh will finish with a better record than Cincinnati.
1: Huzzah. I don't think that happens, just because I think Pittsburgh's going to be real bad. Like, real bad.
0: Why not? I have no basis for this. (laughs) Divisions are stupid. (laughs) The dumbest shit happens any given season. Um, I think Jameis and Tyon's gonna have a big year. I think Chris Archer is not good, but is still acceptable. I think Joe Musgrove's really good and is undervalued. So I think that I think that Pittsburgh is like diet Cleveland. I think that they have good starting pitching, and their <laughs> their top end talent is good enough to carry them to like a high 70 low 80 win season if everything goes their way much as they did last year finishing 82 and 80 and,
1: and their owner refuses to pay those players
0: their owner refuses Definitely to pay them diet. and go out and get the like could you imagine yeah. last season with the with the pirates if they just spent on like one free agent one three win player and got them to like eighty-five wins. And then you could say, Hey, if we can get one more guy, we could push ninety and then we were competing for a wild card spot. Instead it was just a real hearty go fuck yourself.
1: But you mean yeah. how we were before we traded Andrew McCutcheon and Garrett Cole? Yeah. Uh oh, yeah. now I'm depressed. I miss those guys. Uh you ready for my number seven?
0: Yes. This isn't so... Uh, it's kind of bold. It is bold. Uh, the Cubs will win 100 games. Uh oh, gross. I think people have been giving a lot of short shrift to the Cubs, especially because a lot of their players had down seasons last year, and they didn't have any of you, Darvish. So I think between uh, having a healthy team this year, I know the division's fucking rough, but I just yeah. think that they're such a high-end team. Uh, That Why not? I think that they could do it. Sure.
1: Bonus bold prediction. I think they finished last in their division.
0: No, that is...
1: I think Darvish doesn't come back to his pre-injury skill. I don't have any faith in Quintana, Lester, Hendricks, or whoever else they fucking have to pitch.
0: They still have John Lackey?
1: No, he retired. I don't... I think almost all of their skill position players have just been playing not great last season, and I don't think they get much better. I just could really see them falling flat and somehow scraping down to the bottom of the barrel in a, like you said, very hard division.
0: So basically we're just predicting things break the other way. Essentially. Yeah. No, I think uh, I think a full season of... Uh... Javi at shortstop will also be super cool. Bryant's going to be healthy all year, and I don't think he'll have the crazy-ass down season he had last year. Um Descal I always say the fucking name wrong. I think is 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 going to be a fun guy for the team. Rizzo, I think, will have a good season. Uh for reference, their starting rotation as of right now is John Lester, you Darvish, Cole Hamels, who, that's the guy we forgot. Mm. Kyle mm-hmm. Hendricks and Jose Quintana. Um And that's already better than having Tyler fucking Chatwood. (laughs) So I think they could win enough games just by virtue of not having to throw walks machine Tyler Chatwood out on the mound every few days.
1: Are any of those guys younger than 31?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. Darvish is the only one with a shot, and I'm not even confident in that. Let's see. You, Darvish, is 32, so no. I don't think any of them are. I know Hamels uh, and Lester are not. I'm pretty sure Kyle Hendricks isn't. Although, actually, he might be. How old are you, Kyle uh,
1: Hendricks? Kyle Hendricks is old. I think he might be the oldest. Uh, actually, I don't know. I think he's 29. Old.
0: He's 29.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah. He always looks really old to me. And no, I'm, lo- I'm looking at his picture right now. And he
0: he yeah. looks 37. Mm hmm. Like not, he doesn't have any facial hair or anything. It's just the lines in his face. Just he just looks kind of old. He looks like he should have I mean, like a Chat- bunch of kids and be complaining about something.
1: Chatwood is twenty nine. Cole Hamills is thirty five. Uh, Kyle Hendricks is twenty nine. Mike Montgomery's twenty nine. Quintana is thirty. And who am I missing? Lester. Yeah. Is 35.
0: Yeah, Lester is not a spring chicken. Uh, I'm now up to number eight, so why don't you say your number eight first since I've done a few.
1: I think that Walker Bueller surpasses Clayton Kershaw as the Dodgers' most dominant pitcher and will be their game one starter of the NLDS.
0: So there's a couple things that I think makes this dumb. (laughs) Uh, first is that Clayton Kershaw started starting the year on IL. <laughs> so, like, you have that made out for you.
1: Right, but I'm saying that this is like an end-of-the-year prediction. So it doesn't matter how long also, it takes him to your, get back at game the game end one, of the year. Your game Bueller one playoff will...
0: starter is almost never your best guy. It's usually your game two the guy.
1: the ALDS it is.
0: Uh, Even then, you usually put him your number two guy. So in the case of a game five, you can have your best starter.
1: All right. Well, forget the NLDS Game 1 stuff. He's going to be the Dodgers' best pitcher by the end of the year. Fuck you.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean that seems think...
1: fine. Come on, Josh. You need to be getting upset at these. Let's go. It's hard because you you, you picked debate.
0: a team with a clearly declining starting pitcher and a clearly but it's on the rise. Kershaw. Name value don't mean shit, man, if we're talking stats
1: last year was his first year missing the all-star game since 2010 it's been nine years well eight years he's won three Cy Youngs and an MVP he hasn't finished outside of the top five Cy Young voting until last year yeah so uh, this man is a god was
0: shit happens overnight man shit happens overnight I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't right. be. I'm just saying. I wouldn't be surprised by this in the slightest. Much as you won't okay. be surprised by my next prediction, because it's not bold at all. And I feel bad because I forgot I wrote half of these. Uh, Philly wins 90 plus games but misses the playoffs, which again eh, is not that bold of a prediction.
1: I think the second half of that is quite bold. Uh, A team winning 90-plus games and missing the playoffs? I mean, it just happened last
0: year to the Rays.
1: I know, but that was very rare when that happens, you know?
0: Yeah, it happens. But I think that division is going to be a bloodbath. I I think that it's going to send the two teams above them, and then then I think there will be another wild-card team out there that's just better than than Philly. You know, it could be... The Cubs or the Brewers again from that division, or it could be the Rockies or the Dodgers, whoever doesn't finish on top there. So I think one of the Mets and Nats will go, or sorry, both of the Mets and Nats will go. No, let me rephrase. I think three, four? How many teams go to the playoffs? Five? I think (laughs) five. 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 Yeah, it is five. five. I think, I think. Well,
1: if you consider the wild card. It's a playoff playoff.
0: berth. I think that the five of the Rockies, Dodgers, Cubs, Brewers, Cardinals, Mets, or Nationals will go to the, the playoffs in lieu of the Philadelphia Phillies going. Because fuck them.
1: Well, go fuck yourself. Because I have the Phillies winning that division, Yeah, bitch.
0: I know you do, and I don't care about your opinions. But give me your next one.
1: Matt Chapman leads Major League Baseball in war with 10 and a half and wins an MVP.
0: Did you just type this?
1: <laughs> no.
0: Because you had this, Mike Trout winning MVP.
1: No. Yeah, I know. That's like my safe one. This one was like my bolder prediction. So
0: you're countering your own prediction in your predictions?
1: It's... Uh, it's look, this is some Bush League activity. Those? This is not bush league. I think this This is is like Mike Trout is my safe MVP pick because he's Mike Trout. This isn't applying to schools. I'm saying Matt Chapman's gonna beat him out.
0: This isn't like applying to Rutgers and Princeton. It's It's,
1: our podcast. We have whatever fucking rules that we want. It doesn't matter. It it, a little bit. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. Give me your opinion of this.
0: I think that's a fine for you. I picked Matt Chapman as my AL MVP winner. So, of course, I'm going to be like, <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> Why do you think I got so upset when you said him?
0: Because you a bitch.
1: <laughs> ah, I even said, like, well, obviously, I'm going to think it's Matt Chapman then if it's not Mike Trout.
0: Are you ready for mine? Because I have nothing to say about you. Yeah, yours. go fuck yourself. Nathan Eovaldi throws fewer than 120 innings
1: hundred what innings?
0: 120 innings.
1: Okay. He's got okay. tons yes. of injury I mean,
0: concern. I think he has two Tommy John surgeries. All he has really is a fastball, which is just begging for another injury. So, uh, yeah, I think people are way too hot on him in general. So, I'm going to go with under 120, which is not – that's very few innings, and I understand that, yeah. but uh, this is a bold prediction – So let's get weird with it, you know?
1: Man, he's actually been kind of a... So in his past five seasons, he's pitched 111, 124, 154, 199, and 106 innings. And then 119 the year before that. Yeah. I mean, I could see that happening, yeah.
0: Yeah, and he's led he's the no league Iron in man. hits in uh 2014 pitching with Miami, yeah. which uh I didn't realize he ever pitched for Miami. <laughs> so yeah, me uh either. So yeah. Uh yeah, that's my next one. Give me your next. What do you think? Any other thoughts with that? Or do you want to just move on?
1: Um No. All right, I want you to give your number 10 before mine.
0: Oh, someone's feeling sassy about the number 10.
1: I am sassy. I want to have the final say.
0: All right, this one is also not super interesting. No, oh, it's not super controversial, but I think it's interesting. Jordan Hicks finishes top 10 in NL Cy Young voting.
1: Hell fucking yes. Really, you'd be happy all... by that? Um, for fantasy purposes, yes. And because I know the Pirates are going to suck this year, it doesn't hurt me too much. Like, I'm already dead about the Pirates, so I can't be hurt anymore by them or teams in that division. I mean, I hate the Cardinals, but I have Hicks on my fantasy team, so that'd be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I think there's plenty of precedent to see relief pitchers in the top 10 for Cy Young voting. I'm pretty sure Blake Trinny finished number finished seventh last season in Cy Young voting, or something like that. Yeah, um,
1: pretty damn high.
0: Yeah, so I think that between the fact that Hicks throws like an effortless 105 and is starting to develop breaking stuff, like if he can just locate his pitches and learn how to throw not fastballs, I think that he could be a deadly reliever for St. Louis and could be interesting enough and fun enough to just fall into a top-10 Cy
1: Young vote. I feel you. Just to talk about fantasy for a second, um, his ADP, average draft position this year, was 184, considering he was a closer. I... Again, he's only 22 years old. So in Dynasty, where he should be even more valued, I drafted him 375th. Damn. I know. Small humble brag. Nobody is going to care, but whatever. Go fuck yourself. I don't care. But
0: No you know, one's going to care, I but I, I don't would. care. that You don't care. Uh. Just tell me your number 10 pick.
1: Uh, this actually isn't that bold because it's actually... Already predetermined to happen, so there's no need to even <laughs> oh. argue this. Okay, Chris Davis with a K. Ah, I know what this is. Hits for 247 for the fifth consecutive year. He fucking better.
0: You know what pissed me oh, off? Oh my god! I you know can't what pissed wait. me off? You know what Pocotta has him uh, as his prediction for his batting average this season? 276. No, no, no! It's 246. Um, like instead of predicting 247 they predicted him at 246. And I'm like, "Really, Pacota? Fucking really? You
1: couldn't just do that for us?" I know, man.
0: Uh I yeah, I I think we're all cheering for that.
1: All right. Here's something I want to put on the line. All right. If Chris Davis with a K bats 247 for the fifth consecutive year, I will get point two four seven tattooed on my body
0: no you won't and no you shouldn't I,
1: i'm saying it i'm saying it we're here bold predictions i'm putting my money where my mouth is
0: where would you get it tattooed
1: um you know that I think inside of your upper debate. lip yeah exactly uh y- 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 sure pal It'll be a fun topic to talk about towards the end of the season. Is I'm either stressing out or won't have a care in the world. At least it's a cheap
0: tattoo to get. You, can, yeah. you know, that's nice.
1: I could do it myself.
0: You shouldn't. You really I shouldn't.
1: shouldn't. Yeah. Maybe I'll brand it on myself. I was going to say,
0: man, you've already had some poor luck with 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 body alterations, so I think I'd leave <laughs> that shit be. Uh Any other non-scripted bull predictions?
1: predictions? Uh I had a th- 11th one that I forgot about because I didn't write it down. Um, Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I know. I was all hyped about it, too. I was going to write it down, put it right in here, but I forgot, never did. That's okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's all I got.
0: You want to talk about opening day?
1: Uh, We could. I mean, we're at a good time. We could go on for a little bit longer if you want. I want to talk about opening day. (laughs) All right, hit us off.
0: All right, so first of all, I think the main thing I want to talk about is overreactions with Chris Sale because it's making me really yes.
1: happy. <laughs> so Yahoo posts numbers based off of how many people drop certain players. Do you know how many people dropped Chris Sale after? No,
0: it should be almost nobody. How many people?
1: 15%. <laughs> percent just so s- No, no, no. Fifteen individual people dropped Chris Sale.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I just love that they have such exact numbers.
0: Yeah, that's very precise. Who the fuck drops no. So all right, I have two things, main two main points to say about this. No, I have three things, because the first one is it made me really happy. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that game and it was just Oh, ecstatic. I was like, oh, the Yankees won and Chris Sale looks like booty. What a great <laughs> opening day. What a wonderful secular holiday this is. It's a Festivus for the rest of us. This is gorgeous.
1: Festivus for the rest of us.
0: Oh, talk about an airing of grievances, man. It was just great. <laughs> so, but my, 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 my actual two things. I don't really care. I don't think it means anything. I think no. I think I think that the the you know, how many how many innings did Chris Sale pitch in in, in the preseason
1: Corwin? Give me a guess. I no idea. Uh, nine. I think he went. Okay, it was nine, nine. That innings. Was my guess.
0: Nine indiv. That's nothing, man. Like no. we we spent all of last last season in the in the early stages of last season talking about how free agent pitchers who didn't have teams to start the season and then got signed late like Lance Lynn and shit struggled a lot because they didn't have a spring training. 9 innings is not a spring training. 9 innings is basically just a simulated fucking game. I mean, I think you got to give Chris Sale at least two more starts before we start making any kind of actual prediction as to his health. I will say that it's concerning that his velocity dipped every inning so precipitously. He pitched 3 innings and in his the miles per hour on his fastball dropped like one and a half to two miles per hour each of those innings and that is kind of odd but again it's so early into a season for a man who essentially didn't have a spring training that Mm -hmm. I don't think I really care
1: yeah I mean I feel like it's more of a red flag than it is per se like really concerning like it's something all right it's one start it's no big deal but also kind of keep an eye on that. I'd that be could go south real quick. Uh, yeah, I just especially say, with how injured he was last year. Well, quote unquote injured.
0: Yeah. I I think it'll be I only I think the only way Sox fans should be concerned is if this is followed by an IL stint of any kind. Like even yeah. if it's just a short ten day one, then I'd be concerned. But up in, until that happens or if, it goes, or if this hap, this problem is more than, like, three games of an issue. Like, if he doesn't show improvement for the next three games, then also I'd have some concern. But first game of the season, I mean, it's such a fucking crapshoot, you know? We just saw Zach Greinke get shelled, too. Like, sometimes shit just happens. It's unpredictable yeah. sometimes. The weather's weird. You're traveling and you're not used to it as much. Your spring training is nothing important. It's tough. The second thing I want to say about it, though... Uh, oh, no, that was both things. Yeah, I'm good. That was it. Fuck Chris Sale, but uh, he's probably okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Do you have any other takeaways from yesterday? Um, I watched one half inning because I had two exams and didn't have time to actually watch. But, you know, it's when Troy Tulowitzki hit a double... And then Judge, I think Judge did get on. I think he slapped a single. And then...
0: Judge scored three runs yesterday.
1: Yeah. It was pretty surprising. Brett Garner, I think he fouled out. And then, yeah, it doesn't matter. Stan struck out. That's all that matters. Uh,
0: I will say that the Yankees' first base dilemma continues
1: to be interesting. I don't think
0: it's a dilemma anymore.
1: I think Greg Bird is out of there.
0: I mean, he also hit a home run yesterday, so they both now have a home run in their first game. Luke Vo- right, granted, Greg Bird struck out three times. Three and, times and, previously. And yeah. Luke Voigt had uh four two RBIs, walks. yeah, two walks and a hit by pitch, going batting a thousand with the highest OPS in the league. Mm-hmm. But I do still think it's a conversation because if Bird can show and a propensity to the hit since no one gives a shit about strikeouts anymore.
1: I mean, he it's a struck good problem out three times. I don't know what the third time was, but at least twice to fucking Cashman. Yeah, no, I
0: I, was I, his name. I, I know. Yeah, ca- uh, and Andrew, Cash- Andrew Cash-ner?
1: Cashner, Cashner, Cashner.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I I will say that the, that void certainly has the high event as the uh, the high card in, yeah. in this in this game of poker, but if Bird can. Actually, hit even a little bit. I think it's a conversation again because the Yankees really fucking like Greg Bird. They really, I don't know why they like Greg Bird so much, yeah. but they really fucking like Greg Bird. If it now, if you had it in my hand, I'd keep Greg Bird in the minors for as long as possible just to show that for him to show the, the team that they can stay healthy. But if he's up in the majors and he's getting hits. Even just a few here and there, I think it's still a conversation. But yeah, this is Bird's team, I think,
1: or Void's um, uh, team. Do I should you say. think? Do you think if Andujar really struggles defensively, they might try him out at first base this year?
0: I don't, because I don't think that that's what they want. I think they want him to improve at third, or they'll ship him. Okay. I don't know what they would get in return or what they would do with third base, but I think that the plan right now, if I had to guess as an uninformed person sitting on my couch, I would guess that they thinking, we need a third baseman, not more first basemen, since we already have two we can't decide between. This man needs to learn third base, or else we're going to go out and find a more permanent solution out of uh, the system. That would be my guess. I feel you. Or I guess they could move Lemayhew over there for the rest of the season if they really wanted to move in Duhar, But, again, I don't get why they would. So They just have so many options. Yeah, dude, it's, it's a good time to be a Yanks fan. Deep farm system, great Major League talent. Go fuck yourself. A winning oh. smile every day. Ugh.
1: Should I just sell my soul to find a new fandom? Just become a Yankees fan? Give up on the Pirates? Give up on the Indians? Just be completely dead inside
0: or embrace the lovable losers thing and hit your bandwagon to the Padres stay up till uh, 1 I o'clock in the morning it. every night while trying to watch those fucking
1: West Coast games yeah that's never gonna happen I mean not that I'm not already up until 1am but I don't wanna have to be up till 1am watching Padres games I hate
0: West Coast trips so much I never watch those fucking games uh, yeah. well,
1: cause you're an old man who has a regular job
0: I am a grown ass man with a regular job but yeah <laughs> Alright, that's all I got.
1: Yeah, I'm good. This was a fun episode. I had a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, that that really flew by for me. That was a good time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Alright, well oh. if you want to I air have- Huh? Oh,
1: sorry. I already have baseball up on my computer. I'm ready to watch.
0: Yeah, man, same. All right, if you want to give us any shit on the opinions that we trudged out today, you can do so on Twitter at Juicing pod, it's Juicing P-O-D. If you want to hit us up via email to yell at us, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers at gmail.com. And if you want to hit up our website to find the show notes for this episode or any previous episodes, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers.Wixsite.com slash website. It's JuicingTheNumbers.Wixsite.com slash website. Hope you all had a great weekend, a great opening day, and here's to the beginning of the MLB season.
1: Let's play ball.